Going to be another busy day at City Hall because uh, John Tory, in his third term, is under a lot of heat over these uh, new mayoral powers that he's got. And he's getting a lot of heat, not just from uh, the media, not just from maybe his colleagues, but now former Toronto mayors, including David Crombie, Dave Miller and Barbara Hall, all penning a letter to him saying, don't take the power to pass bylaws with minority support. So this is going to keep up because... Uh, there are a lot of people speaking out, and I don't think it's going away. Ben Spur, of course, is a reporter with Toronto Star's City Hall Bureau. This is your beat. This is what you're going to be talking about probably every day for a long time. So good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so there's the strong mayoral powers, and then there's this second kind of package of powers that John Tory got himself. But he is getting a lot of heat um, from a lot of the, you know, and there may be politics at play with a lot of these people trying to have their say. You know, they want to cause their own trouble or make their own point. But he's he's under this relentless pressure from other mayors, even Mayor Tory. I think David Miller asked for extra powers. But what do you make of this? Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. You know, these, these five uh, former mayors are, are coming out and calling this uh, an attack on the essential tenets of our local democracy and urging John Tory not to make use of this um, new power that would let him pass certain bylaws at council with just uh, the support of only one third of council members. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think um, they're, they're saying that that's pretty extraordinary, of course, right? They're, that the idea that you can pass anything with less than a majority of votes and any kind of governing body is pretty extraordinary um and uh the other mayor that this applies to the mayor of ottawa he's come out and said that he wouldn't make use of these powers uh so these uh, former mayors of toronto are urging john tory to do the same of course uh tory has acknowledged that he actually requested this power from the province uh, because he thinks it will help him get some things done so the idea that he might uh you know not make use of it now um you know that would take a, a reversal of course on on his part and be a u-turn yeah look there's not too many politicians that want, they'll all say, I don't want more power, um, but they'll take it. I mean, I, I do believe that the mayor should have some more powers um, because oftentimes things get jammed up where they shouldn't. But I think a lot of people look at this and say it's too much and it's gone too far. And, and again, there was no clear, no, no um, transparency around it. It's one thing to have strong mayor's power. But again, this added extra bit has, has really stuck in people's craw. Yeah, and I think what what bothers people as well is this idea, as you point out, that it was never really um, discussed on the campaign trail. That the mayor said that he asked for these powers before this upcoming the the um, municipal election that just happened last month, um, but didn't mention it to the public, right? So, so basically, it, it sort of looks like the mayor's office and the premier's office got together behind closed doors and um, you know talked about this plan that um, is going to change the way that city hall is governed, and it's important to. Know not just for this mayor, not just for John Tory, you know, uh, but for for future mayors as well and future mm-hmm. provincial governments, right? So, you know, the mayor has come out and said, uh, you know, trust me not to abuse these powers. A lot of people, I think, would would actually take him at his word, right? That he's been a pretty collegial guy who gets along with um, uh, other members yeah, of council, and tries to build consensus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he, but I think the the question is, even if you don't trust, even if you do trust John Tory. Um, you know, this, this, uh, these powers would be on the books uh, for whoever succeeds him. Um, and, you know, it doesn't, uh, you don't have to go too far back in Toronto's history to uh, find a mayor who, you know, had, was ready to disregard the will of, of council and, and cause all kinds of, uh, you know, chaos, mm-hmm. to, to say the least. Uh, and so that's where I think some, some of these concerns come from. Yeah. And I, by the way, this won't just start, stop at Toronto. There will be municipalities, I think, or other areas that will push back against Tory, correct? 
Well, yeah, I mean, Tory doesn't have the ability to, to really make laws or anything for other um, municipalities, uh, but but we will see supposedly these these strong mayor powers expanded to other municipalities, and okay. I think you could see, um, you know, people who aren't the mayor in those other municipalities come out and, and, and oppose this as well. It's really interesting. I think that will be where the story is really told. Like, will Andrea Horvath push back against getting more powers? Uh, you know, once they get the powers, maybe they'll all say, oh, good, we got our powers. So. <laughs> you know, they all feel more equal. Yeah, yeah. It, as you say, you know, it's if politicians, if leaders get more powers, it's hard for them to to disavow them. But mm-hmm. um, to, to the other aspect of this, though, is that they can only use these powers if they, um, uh, the, the way the law is written, um, you can only pass something with uh, one third of council if right. it aligned with a provincial priority. So if you're a mayor who, you know, doesn't have uh, a lot of priorities aligned with the province, maybe someone like Andrea Horvath, maybe it's easier to, um, to, to disavow uh, these new authorities, but um, you know the mayor has said that uh, Mayor of Toronto has said that he won't use these willy nilly. That he'll only kind of advance them, use them to advance things like housing policy to to get more housing built in Toronto. We'll just trust him. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, today is I think the first day back, like where where all the councils meet, they get their you know sworn in new term. Everything kind of starts what Wednesday. Yeah, so Wednesday will be the first uh, council meeting for Toronto, uh, Toronto's new crop of council um, of the new term, and it, it'll go over uh, two days, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, it is uh, mostly um, taken up with kind of ceremonial matters, where there's been uh, there'll be the council members taking the declaration of office, and, and John Tory has the ability to make a speech. Um, in the past, we have seen some like fireworks on the first uh, days of council. Um, back in the Rob Ford era, the, the, the mayor has a ability to bring in a guest speaker to, to speak to council. You may recall that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Ford brought in Don Cherry, who made some controversial <laughs> remarks about pinkos. I and like stuff that, like that. pinkos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which uh, caused, uh, caused a bit of a stir. Likely not going to have any kind of controversy this time around, but we'll see. You never know. Um, and meanwhile, you know, it's interesting because... Um, there's a lot of pressure to get now that we got the World Cup going and people want to go watch it and have a drink. And everyone's like, well, are we going to be able to drink, you know, earlier hours? And ultimately, um, I think the city was supposed to deal with it. But now Ontario, did Ontario go around the city to allow earlier alcohol service? Yeah, the, the city uh, was going to uh, pass a, or, or at least debate a motion that this, this week's council meeting um, allowing alcohol services early is 8 o'clock in licensed restaurants and bars uh, to align with the World Cup because all the games or at least a, a good portion of them start uh, before the 9 a.m. Uh, normal drink service time. Mm. Um, but uh, the, the province of Ontario, uh, the AGCO last uh, Friday came out and said that they would kind of supersede the, the city's action. They can do that. They can uh, make rules for the whole province so they came out and said that uh, you can start serving drinks at uh, 7 a.m so for those soccer fans who want to um, have a pint with uh, breakfast uh, while they watch a, a soccer game they can now do that until uh, december 18th which is the uh, final day of the tournament notice how no one complains about the province uh going around city hall when it has to do with booze laws eh? it's like oh good oh, yeah well, exactly <laughs> yeah, and I think it's kind of interesting too that you saw a lot of support for this initiative of where there has been a lot of hand reining over other ways yeah. of uh, liberalizing drinking rules, like drinking in parks and stuff. Um, and some critics have pointed out that uh, 
a measure like this goes a lot faster than something like that uh, because it benefits business, right? That there's someone who can, can be able to make some money. For years. I mean, they knew this was coming. It's like, how did you not get this thing done? But then there was elections and all the rest of it. Yeah, and, and this World Cup falls in a weird time. It's uh, in November instead of uh, summer. So council didn't meet for, for the last couple of months to uh, have regular meetings. So they, they didn't think ahead and, and, uh, and make the rules. So. Yeah. yeah, but uh, all worked out in the end, I guess, uh, for those soccer fans who want to um, have a tipple, as they say. Imbibe. Bottoms <laughs> yeah, up. Exactly. None of us. Exactly. Yeah. All right, good stuff, Ben. It's going to be a busy week. We'll check in with you again. Always appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Ben's Spur covering all things Toronto City Hall. He writes with the Toronto Star, so he gives us all the updates as to what is going on and what we need to keep our eye on and the pulse of the city.